Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. another chisme that matters and as usual i'm excited because i'm going to have another amazing chisme and this time i'm going to have two gentlemen and they are the voices and face i guess behind the pura cultura podcast um ladies and smiley i've been following you guys for a little bit and i really really love your energy and that's why i was like you know what I need to have them on the podcast. So thank you so much for, you know, like joining me in today's chisme. And as usual, I would like for you guys to kind of introduce yourselves and tell everybody out there, who are you? Who's Blazy and Smiley? Um, so this is Smiley. Um, my real name is David Tapia. I'm one of the co-hosts of Pura Cultura. Um, you know, me and my brother are here. We're twins. So that's I think that's one thing that makes us stand out out of the out of the group. You know, it's kind of weird. A lot of people say it's weird seeing <laughs> Mexican twins. So I think mm. it's uh, one of one of those things that, you know, just kind of puts us out there um, and makes us stand out. And stuff. Yeah. So, oh, wait, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I heard today it was your birthday or is your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Happy so birthday. Yay. Turning 35 today. <laughs> 35. Wow. <laughs> You know, I am like, so honored that you guys did this on your birthday. <laughs> Yo, like that just shows how like you, you we some real Mexicans, man. We work on our birthdays, man. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I can't with you guys. <laughs> no, but happy no. birthday, happy birthday. Thank you, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. When I notice, I'm like, oh dang, that falls on our birthday. But you know, we we're the kind of guys that if we if we commit to something, we're gonna we're gonna go through with it. So. Yeah, man, my bad about that. This is lazy. Um, thanks for inviting us onto your podcast. I heard a few of your episodes. You got pretty good, um, interesting um, guests, so it's pretty, it's an honor being here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I checked out, I checked out one of them today. Um, I believe it was, you know, it was one of the conversations you guys were talking about. Um, you know, Latinas or just or just women in general being o over 30 and still like whether being single or, or still not having kids and stuff. I thought that was a pretty interesting conversation because right. we we ourselves have talked about that. So I thought it was uh, something that I could relate to and I could understand where you guys are coming from. So, right. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I put I think I put a lot of myself out there on that episode, but it's OK. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's what makes that's what makes it like uh, you could say interesting, you know. Like sometimes we ourselves find ourselves like, man, did we share a little too much? Right. But then, but then again, it's kind of like that's what that's what people like about about um you know podcasts and listening to conversations when people kind of open themselves up and and share their lives with with the public, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think the beauty of it is that you can be real. You know what I mean? Because I have listened to right. a lot of podcasts uh, myself, and you know some of them. You know, because I think it depends where you're listening to. If it's like culture, society, you know, it's like more about like real stuff, right? But then there are podcasts that are very like nice and soothing, and they they have to say the perfect words, you know. But I feel like <laughs> with us like Latino podcasters, we're just out there, you know, because we need to put a little. We need to we need to be real. We need to put yeah. a little bit of our 
hours a song out there and i think those are the the best because you like you said you know you can people can relate to you because yeah, at the yeah, end of the definitely. day we're all humans and we're sharing the same thing you know so um i enjoy sharing a little bit of too much <laughs> sometimes but but anyway guys yeah, so yeah. i i'm curious why so um lazy and smiley okay so um lazy and smiley it comes really from since we're kids you know like we're actually raised in oregon um we're born in mexico raised in oregon the nicknames came from when we were like early 10 11 years old and um it was a kid thing to be honest and then it kind of came with us through the school years, teenage years, and it just stuck with us being adults too. So into, a, into adulthood. Yeah. Everything. So it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable because it's like, you know, adults calling you like lazy and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, it, it gives you like a character to go with, you know what I mean? Instead of using persona, your, right. yeah, persona, instead of using your like government name. Right. So yeah. is it because you were lazy, you know, when you were young and, and smiley because he's always smiling or <laughs> I, you know, if, if you really, if we get down and think about it, it's, it probably just came by us being, you know, creative, listening to rap music and being like, yo, we need to come up with a nickname or, or, you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't really like I was always just sleeping or laying around. It's just, I don't know. I think I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it sounds cool because, like, lazy and smiley, you know? Like, I wish I could. I mean, my my personal, like, I mean, my nickname on Instagram is Kim Flo, but it's like, yeah. Kim Flo? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Kim Flo. I, yeah, I had it for, like, a long time. So it's not like you guys, like, you, oh, lazy and smiley. It's like a, like radio host or something, you know? You're just like, eh, Kim Flo. <laughs> hey, that, that, that's, that, that's smooth. Maybe yeah, I could call Flo maybe I could like to rhyme with you guys or do like flowy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so my gosh. That's that's a cool story. I love it. So I, I wanna like I'm I'm curious to know a little bit more about you guys. Like I know we had like a you know, a phone call yesterday and whatnot, just mm -hmm. to kind of um get to know each other but let's let's just share with you know people out there like where, where are you guys from how you grew up like were you born here and i'm always curious about people's backgrounds okay well um we were born in mexico we were born we were born in a in a state mm -hmm. called uh, morelos um mm -hmm. and at, at, you know we lived there we were there till the age of three and then that's when our parents decided to you know head up north you know for better better opportunities and a better life so mm -hmm. at the at the age of three, we you know the whole, you know our whole family you know decided to move up here, um, and we ended up we ended up in a state called Oregon, you know in the mm -hmm. northwestern part of uh, the United States, um, mm -hmm. and you know we, you know I can't I can't complain it was a it was a it was a nice place to grow up as a kid, um, mm -hmm. you know we had a lot of freedom you could there was like no crime in the town we grew up in it was just a, a cool little spot where a lot of Latinos and and it was just you know. To be honest, it's just Latinos and and, and white people, white Caucasians, <laughs> and uh, so it was it was a cool place to grow up. We just rode our bikes, you know, we just had a, had a good time, um, and you know we were there till we were till we were fourteen years old, and and that's when you know we made another major move, which you know our parents, um, you know, I don't know who, I don't know who came up with the idea, but they heard that there was more opportunities and more jobs out here in the Midwest, so then we ended mm -hmm. up 
Uh, they ended up uh, moving us up here to, to Minnesota. And so at the age of 14, we ended up here in Minnesota. We've been here ever since. And, and like you said, you know, it's, it's our birthday today, so we're 35. So we're, what's that? That's um, like 20. Hey, I'm bad yeah, at math. I shouldn't even try it. 21 years. Right, something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, like that's awesome. So, did you guys like what was it like a cultural shock, let's say, for you guys? Like moving from Oregon to you know Minnesota, Minnesota, right? Yep, yep, yeah. So it was it was a huge culture shock, you know, because like like Smiley just said, over there there was only like Latinos, and there was I mean, and it was just Mexicans. Let's just say that it was just Mexicans. And then white kids, which Mexicans was a very small, still small numbers compared to, you know, the, the white population there. Then when we moved to Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, it was actually like all kinds of different ethnic groups from your, you know, people that we had never been around. You know, like you got Ethiopian people, Somali people, um, African-Americans, Asian people. And, and not only that, like Latinos, different kind of Latinos, like over here in Minneapolis, there's. There's Central Americans, there's um, Mexicans, there's a there's a big community of Ecuadorians over here, um, and all that stuff. So we were not only culture shocked with different ethnicities, but amongst Latinos, it was different as well. Mm, yeah, I can only imagine. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just interesting to me sometimes. It's like, even though you're in the same country, because the states, you know, and the regions are like so different, you know, in, in population, you know, it's like, you can feel that you're in a, like a different country, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, and a, an, another crazy thing too was, you know, even though we were, you know, we were in Oregon and we grew up there as, you know, since little kids, you know, we can't, like I said, we were, we were three years old since we were 14. So we really grew up speaking both languages. So, mm-hmm. um, so like we, we grew up speaking, like learning how to speak English, like in a different way than people out here in Minnesota spoke it. So then mm. people, people would be like, man, you guys sound different. You guys don't sound Mexican. You know, you guys, you know, I don't know if you ever heard people, you know, I'm sure you heard people be like, oh, you guys sound like white kids, man. You guys sound like white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd be like, well, what are you talking about? You know, so we easily, and it's crazy because we easily had to adapt to how people spoke over here, you know, like, you know, you, you start picking up on more slang, you start picking up on more, you know, that street Spanish, because one thing about us too, we, we grew up in church. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Spanish that we knew it was like church Spanish, you know, like very proper Spanish where you mm-hmm. you talk to the to the you know the people at church and stuff. So when we were out here, we had to actually learn how to talk that street Spanish and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it was, you know, we had to like really um, pick up quick, you know, how to how to you know like learn learn that street English talk and also learn that street Spanish talk. So it was like it was like we had to be like sponges at the you know like the first couple years we were here. Nice. Right. Oh wow! And what what type of church did you guys? I mean, what type of religion did you guys grow up with? We yeah, grew we up in Christian church. Yeah, Christian. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of like uh, Pentecostal Christian. Pentecostal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No. No. I'm just saying because you know. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I grew up. I mean, I was baptized Catholic uh, in Ecuador because I grew up in Ecuador, but um, 
but then now I'm just like I just go to you know Christian non-denominational you know like churches but I, mm-hmm. I've been in Pentecostal you know churches too I'm a very curious person when it comes to things like that so I used to go and visit different type of churches nice <laughs> well, you've, you've seen a few things you've seen a few I, <laughs> if I tell you when if I tell you a story I, have you ever have you ever heard of the mother of God Mary uh, no, no, wait a no, minute. No, no. Mother of God? No, I've never heard of that. That's Mother a church. Okay. That's oh, a, okay. That's a cute thought, Mary. No, I, I mean, technically like... Mary, yes. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> Jesus' mother. But no, no, no. But no, Mother of God is like a, a kind of like a new church, you know, and um, they were established. They were not like, they were not, they didn't start it here. I don't know where they started. But the point is, long story short, is that they got me and I even got baptized. Don't ask me. That's like that's a different episode that I will have to talk about. It's it. I listen that night. I was like, God forgive me. Why did I do this for? You know, I'm like, this is how curious I am. I was, you know, it, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But that was years ago. That was like I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years ago. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So I had seen stuff. So <laughs> and that's not that I'm. It's not that I'm playing with anything of this. It's just. It's just like I am. I like to understand people, you know. Yeah. So let's say if you tell me, "Oh, I'm um I'm a Mormon or I'm this or that," and that, I'm like, "Oh, let me go to your church. Like, I want to see, I want to see what you see. I want to feel what you feel, right?" Because mm-hmm. you know, growing up Catholic is like so strict, and this is this is the the church. You know what I mean? This is like the main church and all that. But then, like, I will have friends in school that they grew up in different churches, right? And then I'm just like, "Huh? Like, I wanna I wanna understand this." And I've always been like that, so. Like the only way to understand it is not just by listening to what they're saying, but to actually go into the service, you know, to actually go into the church and and yeah. So that got me into a place that I shouldn't have been. But you know what? You know, you know what? People do drugs when they're kids. You know, yeah, I got ba- I get baptized by the churches. That's funny. <laughs> hey, you get you get high off the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Listen, I can't get enough, you know. <laughs> That's like, funny. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I'm gonna be saved. Yeah, we don't mean to laugh at you, but you know, like just I guess go, like growing up in church and seeing all kinds of stuff, I can just imagine the kind of things that you went through. So that's what makes it. That's what makes it pretty. No, oh my God, you understand this? Those those people there, they were like, I was like, I told them, listen, I'm not gonna go back. I'm not coming. I'm just gonna because they want to. They want to save me, and I was like, I don't. I'm okay, you know. They're like, no, no, no. And I say, listen, I don't have time to come to this church, you know. And they were like, I'm like, I'm not gonna join you. And he goes, no, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, right. But after they after they baptized me, they uh, they they introduced me to this whole classroom, you know, like university classrooms that they're like huge. And I was just like, oh. And they're like, oh, welcome to our new sister. I'm like, what? I was like, oh, oh my god. I was like, you know what? I said, this is what I, this is what I get. You know, yo nunca más. I didn't go back. And they will text me. They will call me. All these things. And I'm just like, oh, I ignore them. And then it's funny. Like a couple years later, I run. I went to Walmart, and some other people, two ladies, stopped me. And they're like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. And they were like, have you ever heard about the mother? I'm like, yep. I'm one of you. I am, I'm one of you. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, I already, I already went. It's like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, I never went back. And it's just, it's just, it was bad. It was, yeah, it was, wow, I don't even know. 
Pastor Interesting. We're, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna tune in to that episode where you talk about your experience. I yeah. I, you know, this is, I am going to talk about. You know, it's funny because I didn't tell this to my mom until maybe like last year or two years ago. She almost had a heart attack. She was like, because you know, she's she's spiritual, right? Like she grew up in Catholic too, but she does. She thinks like, oh my god, that I was playing. You know what I mean? That I shouldn't mm. have done that. She's like, ah, oh, y como. You know, you're crazy. Like, how um, he said they could have raped you or something. I was like, I know. I said, I don't even like Kimberly back then. It was so like fearless. Now, Kimberly, I'll be like, I don't even trust going as I don't even trust like the guy that wants to like pick up my groceries at supermarket. You know, <laughs> you're, you're like, they're still, they're still trying to get me back. <laughs> I know. I know, and now me going to this church that is in the middle of the woods, dark. I was like, you know what? I don't even know. Like I said, some people do drugs. Some, you know what I mean? I did this, so it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's funny, man. I know, I know, but yes, I, I, I same thing. But you know, but it, you know, it's funny because you know, like you don't do things like that in in our countries, right? Like I, you know, I was born in, I was born. In Ecuador, I came here to the United States for a few years, and then I went back to Ecuador and did my whole schooling there, right? Oh, so wow. I pretty, I yeah, so I did kind of the opposite of what you guys did. Mm. Um, yeah, so I lived there on, I, I was there until like seventeen. Yeah, so I graduated from high school, all of that, and then I had to come to the United States. I said I had to because my parents basically forced me to. But mm-hmm. un futuro mejor and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. Yeah, because they want me to go to college and all that stuff. So I and, I and I did, you know. And I, I at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? This, they they know better. I mean, obviously, I was sad because I had all my my friends, you know, my people over there. So it was a mm-hmm. as as you guys, you know, it's the same thing. It was like a, a it wasn't like as a, as much as a cultural shock because I think I was preparing myself mentally. Mm. And the thing is, what I, what I liked about this country is that I was able to be more independent. So, as opposed to be in Ecuador, that you pretty much live in your parents' house until you get married, or like, mm-hmm. or like, uh, you can only get a job if you go to university, you know. So, uh, for me here, it's like, oh, I got a job when I was seventeen, yay, you know. It's like <laughs> I'm making my own money. Like I always like that. Like I always like to be my independent, you know. And so that side, I I really like about this country. Now, there were other things like the food you know that i miss so much all this all this is like you know the 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 type of people the friendships you know people were a little bit more cold here you know that was a little bit different but i i didn't really feel like it was like oh my god like i miss my country you know even now it's like going back it's it's one of those things that where i love my country but i don't see myself like staying there because i got so used to this lifestyle Right, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I'm I'm the same way. I I recently visited uh, Mexico um, last year, and same thing. You know, I, I I'd love to visit, but you know, as as far as living and raising my kids, it would have to be over here. But um, you know, so you saying that you moved up here when you were uh, when you were 17. Did you were you already like learning English in Ecuador, or did you learn it up, start learning it up here? Um. So yeah. So in Ecuador, I went to a school that was bilingual. And yeah, so I mean, they would teach you like basic stuff. To be honest, <laughs> now looking back, and I'm like, eh. you know. <laughs> but the thing is that it was it wasn't bad. It was like 15 hours a week, which is a lot, you know, for like a second, you know, second language. And my father is a um, he's an English teacher, so 
you know, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he didn't really live with us, but, like, sometimes he would try to, like, speak to us in English all the time. And I would respond in Spanish because I wasn't comfortable speaking English. So, mm. I understood, but I couldn't speak that much, you know, even though I had to do presentations. But, you know, presentations are different because you already kind of memorize what you have to say and whatnot. But I wasn't. But then when I came here, um, I said, you know what? I have to really master this language. I mean, even though I'm still trying to master it. <laughs> so, but no, you sound good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I saw my. I, I kind of feel pride on my accent. So, <laughs> I think people told me that I had to disappear. I'm like, no. You know, I think Latinos, even when we think that we don't have accents, we still have some kind of accent that people, like non-Latino people, catch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, I think another thing too that's that is, it's funny as as older as we get older, we we start for whatever reason that accent even starts getting a little thicker, you know. <laughs> really? Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've noticed that sometimes, like when I was younger, I would say like when I was like in my I don't know early twenties, like like I don't think I ever had those a lot of those moments where like dang, like I sounded like super like. Mexicano right now, you know, but like <laughs> now, nowadays I'll, I'll say a word and I'm like, whoa, that came off a little weird, you know, that, that, you know, that had a strong accent behind it. So I don't know. I think as we get older, that, that, those accents start coming back. Mm, do you think because now we, uh, maybe we're, we're speaking more, we're talking more in Spanish, maybe? Do you, well, you do you see I yourself think... speaking more Spanish than, than before or, or, or not? Yeah, you know, right now, as you said, that it makes me think, like, I think as we get older, we start having more conversations with, you know, our parents, con los tíos, las tías, because, mm -hmm. you know, when we were younger, you know, we were never allowed the conversation, you know, so mm -hmm. now now that we're allowed in the conversation, I think we, we start speaking more Spanish with them, and I think that's where that accent starts coming back, maybe. I don't know. I That might be some some there. Yeah, mm. I, think, I think also we get, we're a lot more comfortable with our accents too, you know, like we can kind of, um, we're not as ashamed as, as maybe when we were kids, you know, as mm -hmm. far as us, we try to not have an accent, mm -hmm. you know, try to sound like everybody else. But now it's like, yo, we're different already and it's noticeable. So if I talk this way, this is the way I talk, you know, yeah. at least yeah, for me. Like, why, why not embrace it? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah, hey, I some think people, like, some people got cool accents though, man. Some people, <laughs> some people don't, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends. Yeah, it depends. I, I think like you know, for me, it's always been a sense of like pride. You know, even yeah. even when I came here, yeah, like sometimes I I didn't know how to say certain or pronounce certain words. I mean, I still don't. Sometimes my boyfriend comes and corrects me. He's like, "That's not how you say it." And I'm like, "Can you just let me?" <laughs> And you just let have like let me have my accent, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but no, no. The thing is, like for me, it's always been kind of like, oh, I I liked having my accent. Like for me, it was kind of like um, it was part of my identity as as a as a Latina, you know, yeah. because I I feel like I I have met a lot of people that when they come to this country, it's kind of like they wanna they wanna lose that part. They don't feel mm -hmm. proud of the Latina side, mm -hmm. and they wanna be Americanized, right? Yeah. And and to me, okay, I get it. You want to like blend in and whatnot, but why? You know, like, do you want to feel more accepted? I mean, obviously, that that could be mm -hmm. one of the uh, one of the reasons why. But I'm like, why not being accepted as who you truly are? And and for me, having that sense of like, you know, I'm Ecuadorian, I'm Latina. You know, I have my little accent. I have my little sazon. Like, yeah. I love that. I love that. And and the funny thing is that a lot of like millennials you know that have 
that they have not been millennials and and you know like younger generation now <laughs> the one bless you excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> Whoa, bro. pandemic i try to i i try to cover the mic my bad my bad it's okay it's okay we're, we're all humans here no matter hey, we're, that's why we're doing like over you know over the phone interviews right now <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No, but I was saying it's like you know a lot of the the younger generation they're kind of like yeah they grew up here but now they're trying to dig into the whole Latino culture and they're the ones that are bringing up like oh you know what this is our ancestors you know you should feel proud you should feel this and that and I think it's so interesting because I'm like even though you didn't grow up you know in 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 the in, you know Latin America you still kind of feeling proud of your your roots as opposed to other people that actually were born there you know and when they come here Mm -hmm. they want to kind of put it on the side because they want to become this other other person yeah yeah yeah, that's true i think as i think as um as latinos you know i i also think like as we get older we also start embracing more of those things and we start Mm -hmm. being more proud of our roots more proud of our traditions our, our the values that we have as latinos um, because, um, you know, like, you know, even, even other people notice it, you know, like we've all had them coworkers that are either like white or black or anything else. And they're like, oh, I love how Latinos are so, um, the families are so tight. You know, you guys are very united and all that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those kind of things that, that we just, that's in our values, that's in our, in our culture. Um, you know, as youngsters, we didn't, we didn't really, I guess we didn't brag about it as much or we didn't show it off as much, but as you get older, you're like, you're more proud of that. You're more proud of the fact that it don't matter where, what you do for a living. You know, we could have all kinds of relatives in, in the family that do different kind of things to for a living. But when it, when it comes to a family reunion or a holiday or something like that, you know, we're all the same people. We can all hang out. We all have love for each other, and and we all have a good time. So, I think I think that's something that as we get older, we start embracing that you know, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think it's cool, you know. When I when I see that, I'm like, you know, and even with my friends, you know, some of them, I've seen the change that, you know, when they were younger, they were like, oh, when I look blonde, right, or <laughs> they want to look a certain way, they want to have their hair their hair straight, you know, all these things, or try to dress a certain way, and now it's kind of where like, oh, I want to look like Frida Kahlo, you know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> It's like they're embracing that, you know, and it's yeah. funny because I, I always been very proud of who I am. And I'm just like, I want to I'm OK looking Latina. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's just who I am. If I want to wear my red lipstick, I want to wear my red lipstick and my <laughs> and my earrings. And you know what I mean? And flowers, whatever I want. I mean, yeah. I want to look like Frida Kahlo, but, you know, <laughs> like all these things. And, and I think that's like that's just our culture is so beautiful. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't see why we should be ashamed, you know, and um, that's weird. You that's that's weird. You mentioned that because like, yeah, you can see the changes through people that, you know, over the years. And then like some people like growing up, they weren't too like talking about like their culture or we do this, my food or I'm so proud of this. And then they get older and something I don't know, there's like a switch that hits and then they want to be extra with it. And some people even go overboard. You know, you're like, yo, wait up, bro. You're like, we understand you're Latino, man. But dang, you're taking a little bit, a little bit on the crazy side, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, there are some people, yeah, extra. But it's okay, you know what I mean? We, we gotta accept them as how they come, you know? Extra, no extra, it's okay. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if, I wonder if, um, because I, I think, I don't know, how, how old are you, uh, Kimberly? Um, <laughs> it's so funny that Kimberly Kim. Because <laughs> I, I don't even call me Kimberly, so when people call me Kimberly, I'm like, what's wrong? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. That, no, no, it's okay. Uh, well, remember, my new nickname is Flowy, so, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Flo, Team Flo. I'm 33. 33, okay, cool. So, I think, you know, just like us, I think we've all experienced certain eras where um, Latinos were kind of popping, you know. Like, we grew, we, we experienced a time where, you know, that Latin wave was 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 hot, you know, with, like, Enrique Iglesias. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who else Who else was it? Ricky uh, Martin. Martin. Um, mm-hmm. J-Lo and all that. So it's like that's when like everyone wants to like embrace the roots a lot more. It's like, oh damn, like it's it's cool to be Latino right now. Shit, let me let me show it off. And mm-hmm. then then it then it died down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then everyone else went went back to trying to, I don't know. Some people went back into trying to join different groups or or kind of follow different trends. And then and then Latinos start popping again. Like I think right now it's it's a very it's a very good time to be Latino. I think we're we're very popular. There's a lot of good things going on mm-hmm. in the culture. So it's like a lot of people now is kind of like, oh shit, I'm I'm super Latino. I'm you know I'm I'm the most proudest Latino out here. So I think it it also depends on on where the culture is, on how much people want to really embrace their 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 Latino their Latino ness. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, and and that, and now you mentioned that it's like perfect example. You know, it's like now. A lot of like you know our generation and the younger generation especially, they're all about Selena. Yeah, you know yeah. Selena. And that's very popular mm-hmm. right now. And I'm like, what do you know about Selena? You know what? It- <laughs> it's like I grew up listening to her. Like I know all of her songs in Spanish and English. I knew them a little bit because you know my English wasn't very good looking, but you know I still knew. It. And then now like the younger generation is like, oh my god, I I'll die for Selena. And I think it's so interesting because. You know, like, they didn't really grow up with that, right, in a sense. But they just, like, it started to embrace it and it started to find out all, all, all about this artist that they were so important, you know, and maybe, at least for me, like, growing up, they were so important, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's something to be like, proud of, too. Exactly, you know, and even, like, you know, figures like people like, you know, Walter Mercado, you know, when they, the, the whole... um. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary they did on him on Netflix. But, no, I um, didn't. You watched part, yeah. Well, I watched it like four times. Than just, oh, wow, wow. Like, I, I know. You know what? It's just that I grew up watching Walter Mercado. Like, that. that's how my love and my curiosity, you know, for, for astrology was born. Mm. So, to me, Walter Mercado is like... Freaking Don Francisco, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like <laughs> so. No, seriously, you know, like even like with Don Francisco, if something happened and they do a whole, like do a whole like uh, documentary. I'll be on it because I grew up watching Don Francisco yeah. as well. So Walter Mercado, I remember being in my grandmother's house, and every day around six p.m., you know, in between the news, Walter Mercado will be there, you know, telling you about your horoscope, and I was like, oh, let me listen to it. You know what I mean? So when the documentary came out and I saw that I, I cry every time that I watch it, I cry. I, because it just kind of reminded me of like my childhood. 
and and how important this this person was back then and like a lot of people now it's like oh they started making a lot of merchandise of him they started talking more about him and i'm just like and i'm just wondering do you really grow up like like you know watching him or you just heard about him you know what i mean yeah yeah no i i, I feel you um one, one thing about us and walter mercado it was one of those things you know like like i had mentioned before like we grew up in a christian home so like mm. our, our our home did not believe in that stuff our parents didn't mm -hmm. believe in that stuff so change the channel they, they were always like oh change the channel you know like we don't believe in I don't know. Mm -hmm. They kind of they kind of thought it was kind of like witchcraft, you could say. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So that's why when when people, you know, when people talk to us about Walter Mercado, it's like we know who he is, you know. And like I think when we all were kids, we all used to kind of, you know, some of us some of us used to make fun of the whole thing, like y mucho mucho amor and all that thing, you know, that whole the whole mm -hmm. movement. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we don't have like an. I, I guess we couldn't. I, I can't say I have an attachment to him because I, mm -hmm. I obviously never really watched him. Mm -hmm. And and with the. You know, with the whole, like, um, the signs and stuff like that, like, mm -hmm. that's something that, another thing that I'm just, like, I don't believe in it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. my like my girl believes in it, and mm -hmm. she's like, oh, you're like this because of that, or, or, or you know, all that stuff, you know, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever, but that's another thing that is, like, it, certain people, like, rock with that, and then certain people are just like, oh, that's kind of, like, um, make-believe stuff. No disrespect, but, you know. No, no, of course, of course. I was like, Smiley, I was feeling lazy uh, before we were trying to get into the, the you know, the recording that um, I was talking about, we were talking about anxiety, and I was like, I don't know, like, I, maybe I'm feeling a little weird lately, and it's maybe because maybe there was a lunar eclipse, and I'm like, I don't know if you're into astrology. I started talking all about this moon sign. <laughs> he was like, okay, now I know yeah. why. <laughs> well, as, as you like, can see, you know, as you can see, like, I get anxiety too, you know what I mean? Like, I, I get like, I get like, um, like at the beginning of the conversation, I get nervous, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. I think that's a form of anxiety too, that it's like, um, that it's something that is like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's just like, my mind goes blank and I really can't process certain things, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's weird that you mentioned it and then, and then like. And then I go through it. I'm like, whoa, what the hell's going on? You know, oh, so. You see, man, you see, you're a non-believer, bro. Non-believer, <laughs> it's a collective. You know, and it's funny because, you know, my, my boyfriend, Mike's got on me too. Like, I think he low-key believes, but not really. So, like, he, because he actually, he actually grew up in, in the same church as you guys. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I think he does believe in certain things, but not, you know. Anyway, the point is that I'm always coming up with, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. He's like, stop. And I'm like, you don't understand. When Mercury's in retrograde, it's all about communication. So that's why maybe if we're going to have an argument, it's because Mercury. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, I have friends. I actually have an episode about um, astrology with a friend of mine that she's all into that. And, you know, sometimes when we're feeling, like, I don't know if through the whole pandemic, you know, there was a whole collective, you know. Um, an emotional like explosion as a collective right mm. obviously because of the pandemic and so many other things and then sometimes when certain planets are aligning and whatnot or they're retrograde things happen as a collective people will be like huh maybe it could be it could be just a lie it could be a makeup stuff you know it could just be a coincidence you know but i feel as years have passed and i started to understand a little bit more you know about the planets and the and i'm big in energies so i was like wait what he's like and I ask people, I'm like, how are you feeling today? And they were like, I don't know. I feel like down. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I've been feeling down too. And then I see other people, yeah, I'm feeling this way, this way. I'm like, you see? You see? <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird you say that because I've never asked somebody, like, 
how are how are you feeling? You know, that's never been a question that I've asked. Really? Uh, unless I mean, unless like unless my girl says she's sick or somebody like never like emotionally feeling. You know, if she's like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit like I'm coming down with a cold or something, then I'll check in. Like, hey, how are you feeling? But like emotional or mental checks, like I've never done that. That's interesting. I do that. I I started doing that a lot. Like I don't. When I check up with my friends, I I ask them, "How are you feeling?" You know. And the funny thing is that oh, I'm feeling okay. You know, because they're thinking about like you said, the physical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like oh yeah, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm like, but how are you really feeling? You know, <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people don't ask and don't and don't get it because they think that oh, they're just asking you. Oh, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and I feel like it's important. You know to to ask those type of questions because you never know what people are going through, you know. Yo, That's you're true. Gonna, you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of people. You must make a lot of people cry. Yeah, seriously. Like, no. <laughs> like I hey, hope so not. How you feeling? I'm good. Like, no, 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 no. Tell me how you really feel. I sense your I sense your energy. It's off a little bit. Tell me everything. <laughs> I am like that though. Like, you, I, oh my god, that's so funny. Because I, I was just telling my boyfriend that I was like, I feel your energy is weird. I said, what's going on? <laughs> oh, he's like, and he's like, you know how guys are like, I'm fine, and I'm like, but are you like? And then he's like, he's like, just, he's just like, can you not right now? And I'm just like, and, okay, fine. I said, I will never ask you again, you know. But it's just uh, like that's just me, you know, being like trying to be intrusive, I guess. But um. But no, no, no. But like, oh, joking aside, like, yeah. you know, even, even, even with him, it's like he has the tendency of asking you, like, how you feeling, and I appreciate that, you know, mm. because a lot of people don't ask that, and is it because maybe they're not used to it, or because they're scared of the answer, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I think it's just something that you know we should start doing as you know as humans, you know, do you, because. Do you think- think that's a do you think that's a latino thing or do you think it's just like um a personal thing like you know when because i you know i can honestly say that like i don't remember ever growing up and like I, and this and not even to sound bad but like even like relatives you know they're not like hey how, how you doing today like how are you feeling today like you look a little down like i've mm-hmm. never got that <laughs> that that conversation mm-hmm. so i think we grow up not asking that because um you know i, I think i I think the way we grew up, it was kind of like just toughen up, you know. It, it's gonna mm-hmm. pass. So mm-hmm. if you had a if you have a if you had a bad day, you know, it's it's all good. Tomorrow's a, tomorrow's a brand new day. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I think some like our parents or even like our older relatives or older cousins are like, you know, they see us having a bad day off of like, I don't know, someone called us a name at school or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. to them it's kind of like, man, I've been working. I did, I worked a twelve hour shift. <laughs> you want to complain because someone made fun of your haircut? Like, come on now. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I think we grow up being like, okay, like we're not supposed to show weakness. We're not supposed yeah. to show emotion. We're not supposed to let people know that we feel we're feeling a little down. You know, because that makes I think as as men, especially as Latinos, like we don't want to look soft. You know, we don't want to look weak. You know, we want to mm-hmm. we want to look like you know, I guess you mm-hmm. could say macho. You know, like mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. 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 That. That's that's an that's an interesting you know like comment that you said and like to answer your question, I uh, it's definitely not a Latino thing because um, <laughs> you know growing up is the same thing I and that's one of the things I was telling Lazy uh, before you sign up it's like 
I, I've been doing some shadow work and we can talk about it later. I'm actually, I'm going to do a whole episode about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is that, you know, growing up, you know, my parents got divorced and my mom had to, my, my dad was not providing financially. And I know that. So my mom had to kind of step up and be the head of the household. So she had to be both, right? Like a father and a mother, you know, not only as a figure, but also as, you know, financially. So, so I always saw her as this, like, you know, powerful woman, you know, independent. She had to do the best. Also, I saw her struggling. So for me, it's kind of like I, I observed that and I was like, you know what? Growing up, like I, when I grow up, I don't want to I don't want to go through those struggles. Like I don't want to I don't want to be depending on a man and all these things. So mm-hmm. I became this independent Latina woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know how they say independent black woman, you know. <laughs> so, so independent Latina woman. Where strong, was, strong I'm Latina. Strong, <laughs> strong independent Latina woman. Yeah. So I always, I always had that mentality, and I'm always been in the hustle, 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 hustle. I don't need nobody. No, 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 no. It's always been me providing everything for myself, even in this country. Like my parents were not here with me, so I had to like work, you know. 2000 jobs so i could pay my rent and my school and all this stuff so it's always been that so then i realized that now that i'm older that me saying oh i'm independent i don't need them it's actually a little bit you know toxic you know because mm. i'm i could be pushing people away with that like especially say in relationships like you know with the opposite sex you know as men you guys want to feel like needed and all this stuff and i'm here like Oh, I don't need you, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I do, you know, so now it's where like, I'm realizing that I'm just like, I, I, I do need help, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I do. It's just that I always been used to just do it by myself that it's, it's been hard to ask for help, you know, like I always try to figure out myself. So looking back on my childhood, I was just like, yo, like, I know that I got it from there because I always had to. You know what I mean? Kind of like do things on my own, like help my mom raising my brother, all these things. So it was impregnated in me, you know? And now that I've been doing some self-reflection and whatnot, I'm like, okay, this this could be a little bit damaging, you know, at the end of the day, you know? Oh, it's, so. it's, it's, it's interesting because as, you know, and I'm going to speak on Latino men because I, I, I mean, I, I think it goes as far as for a lot of men, but, you know, mm-hmm. to really bring it down to something I, I can relate to and I, I you know, a lot of my, people around me I know kind of feel the same way mm-hmm. um you know we grew up thinking that it's like as a man you're supposed to be the provider as a man you're supposed to be the, mm-hmm. the breadwinner and mm-hmm. and like because I, I guess that I don't know it might sound kind of stupid in, in some or something but it makes you make it makes you feel more of a man when you're the one providing um mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you're doing your part and I think I think it's it's a new thing nowadays when you see where the women are actually making more money than the men and mm-hmm. it's like we have to get as a man, and, and especially the, the the younger the younger men and the younger um, dudes that are going to grow up, um, they're going to start realizing that they're going to have to adapt and and kind of get used to the idea of women having positions of power, mm-hmm. making more making a lot more money than than, than, than guys, um, and and being more independent and kind of being more like you could say like strong, you know, because um, I th- I think the the era that we grew up in it was kind of like. You know, a lot of a lot of times, like we we like the feeling of being needed. You know, like oh, they mm-hmm. need me, or like you know, I'm 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 the man of the house, you know, all that stuff. So <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's a different that's a change that that you know people are gonna have to start getting used to. And man, I, as Latinos, I think um I think it might be a little challenging. I I don't know, you know, like 
it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and we actually talk about that on our podcast. We you know, we kind of make it into like a like a kind of like a game, but throw some serious things in there too. You know, we call it recovery machista, which is like like <laughs> we that. you know what I mean. It's like we throw in a, a certain scenario of how we used to be, or 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 maybe what if we were in this situation? How would we handle it? And it's trying to, I guess we're trying to identify why we think this way. Is it, is it, and, and, you know, try to figure out how we can change it too, because it's not, it's not a, if it's wrong or not, most of the time it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to eliminate those, those machista ways. Like, you know, with, when, you know, a woman or your partner's making more money than you, that could make you feel a little bit insecure or, you know, competitive or whatever feelings come to you in that situation. So that could be a question is like, what would you, how would you feel if your partner made more money than you? And then we talk about it and then it's kind of like a little therapy and that's why we call it recovery machista. Mm, I really like that. It's like, oh, let's, uh, let's, uh, you know, get rid of like the toxic masculinity and all the stuff, right? Yeah. You know? And it's like, we're, we're trying, you know, we like, even before we started the podcast is like, like I was telling you earlier too, is like, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of things that we used to feel and just live by. We didn't never Mm -hmm. talked about it. It was never spoken. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is the way it is. And if one of your homies or one of your boys says something that they're going through is like, man, what you allowing that? Or you're cool with that? Or, you know, you're going to let her do that, you know? But it was never a conversation. It was just like, oh, 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 you know, people would feel bad. Or even if it's yourself, you'd be like, oh, damn, I guess that's wrong. I, I better I better put my girl in check or I better make mm-hmm. her change that or, you know, whatever the case is, because we never had those conversations, you know. But now that we're having conversations, it's like, damn, bro, like, how, why do we think this way? And who who said this was OK? And and, and try to gather our thoughts, emotions and acknowledge that that's that needs to be changed and it's wrong and then moving forward still work at it you know because just because we talk about it doesn't mean that we just change automatically you know so we're still changing in the in in the day's process i think that's awesome i think that you guys are you know it's just it's a process obviously it's not something that oh you know what i mean you're gonna take the switch off and that's it because it's something that you know, especially as Latino men, you know, you, you guys have grew up with that machista mm-hmm. mentality, right? Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't want to, but it's just watching in your family, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and I can see it in my family too. Like my, not my dad so much, but my grandfather and stuff. I'm like, I look at them like, mm, I will not marry a guy like you. you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I love you, but mm, you, uh, I don't like your mentality, you know? Uh, so, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> the novella the novelas raised us, man. The novelas raised us, yeah, exactly. That's why we. That's why we're like us Latinas are mad dramatic too, you know. <laughs> right, right. There's too many. There's too many memes about Latinos and Latinas, you know, like I can't. machistas, you know, you, you, I, and then like like the dramatic and the toxicas. the toxicas and the. You seen that meme that has like uh, a migraine and it shows the the red on your brain or. Or you know some some kind of headaches, and then it says dating a Latina, and the whole brain is just red, you know, because it's like 
it's that much stress dating a Latina. So I don't, I don't know how we got there, but according to the culture, you know, that's the thing. We're, we're the best. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's so true. I, I'm like, you know, thinking about it now, I'm like, yo, like our parents, like, let us watch all those films, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, they, that's the, the, that's like the, it's just like, let us see what is like toxicity is. Like, oh, yeah. that's normal. It's a novella, you know? Mm-hmm. Why not do it, you know? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Why am I, why was I watching those stuff, you know? That's true. Because they were, they were not only showing like the, like the cheating and the the evil sister or the evil you know like girlfriend and um, but they were also showing a lot of like sexuality and a lot of all that stuff and as a kid you know you're like a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of desire you know a lot of desire lust <laughs> lust yeah lust like, lust lust as, as kids you know we're like ten years old just trying to watch Marimar and it's like yo you know, <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be watching all this you know like, right. I know. And then us too, like as women, like, oh, I want to look like her. I want to do like that whole thing of like coming out of the sea, you know, half naked, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, mm-hmm. what, you know, but it's like, <laughs> you know, now I think about it, I'm like, I want to ask my mom later tonight, I'll be like, <laughs> do you even realize what I was watching, you know? <laughs> you know, as far as, far as us, like that was a, a lot of that was like our, you could even say babysitters, you know, because yeah, that were, while our, both of our parents were actually working like yeah. all the time, all day long. Like we mm-hmm. were stuck in the house, you know. They just they'll tell us like, whatever you guys do, don't leave the house. So mm-hmm. we were we would watch our shows, you know. It would be like it would be it would be like programmed, like you know. We watch like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Family Matters, and then like later down the the night, it's like you know the novelas come on, and it's like that's what kept us entertained and in the house instead of mm-hmm. being out in the streets, you know. So it's it's one of those things that it's a pros and a con, you know. The pros that they kept us in the house and we learned how to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. cons because you know we we were exposed to a lot of you know bad behavior at, at such a, such a young age and mm-hmm. we actually we grow up thinking that's actually the okay behavior yeah you know? like try to like, imitate yeah. it yeah like even even when you're dating you know like um even as young kids you know like teenagers you know like like that um what do you call it like like being celoso you know being celoso or being celosa like we actually kind of wanted that you know like we're like man she doesn't love me if she's not a little jealous you know <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things where you know maybe it comes from all that too you know we grew up watching those kind of things and it's kind of like that's that's a kind of like um personality or that's a kind of uh, behavior that that you have when you really like somebody i don't know man but it, you know it was it was uh, it was a lot of that going on and I, mm-hmm. I i i can i can say that a lot of it does come from that yeah a lot of insecurities too though you know what i mean because mm-hmm. not not only like the 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 celoso scenes and the jealous and the cheating scenes that makes you always feel like somebody's gonna cheat on you or it makes mm-hmm. you feel like somebody doesn't love you anymore but also like the 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 people in there you know like you do not look anything like the people in there you're like <laughs> like damn i want to look like that guy you know what i mean but there is you're you're not even like you're nowhere near there you know what i mean so there's like insecurities across the board you know which you grow up and and you might not know how to how to translate that or or live a certain way mm-hmm. because you don't know how to you don't know how to identify it and and realize like that's just the novella it's entertainment it's not real life mm-hmm. to like i'm at school and i like this girl but why is she talking to that boy or you know all that shit, and then 
and then you grow up being toxic yourself, you know? Oh my God. I feel like I need therapy now. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Am I this way because of Marimar? Like, no. Right. And, and, and that's what I mean. You know, like when we have these conversations, a lot of the time we're like, wait a minute. Like, Yo, and, I, and, yeah, in Marimar, that's like, um, you know, that's like a that, PG-13. Yeah, right. That's like, right. yeah. We were, we were watching, like, imagine, I think the very first novela I saw was uh, Dos Mujeres en Camino. <gasps> yeah, yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? That's like, no. Yeah. That, I think that that's the, that messed me up because, well, it didn't really mess me up. It's like I saw that and I was like, how can they do that? Like, I always had something with cheating, right? And I'm just like, no, like, you just don't do it. But then, like, watching those novellas, you know, you could be like, oh, that's it happens in life. That's I think it's okay. You know you what I mean? Be, like, like us as, as dudes, as boys, you know, like, we want to be that guy. You know what I mean? He has the... Mm-hmm. He has the best of both worlds. He has an older woman, a younger woman, a blonde, a brunette, you know? And it's like, hey, maybe that's that's who I want to be like, you know? But in reality, it's not... Like, your parents let you watch this stuff, but they never, like, tell you, hey, just so you know, this is all make-believe. People don't really mm-hmm. live like that, you know? Like, they don't explain to you what the hell you're watching, you know? They just, they just think you're going to walk away and be like... like have self therapy and be like, oh, this is all bullshit. You know, that's not that's not a good way to live. You know, you, you everybody grows up and como se puede decir like you you register all that information your own way because we're all we're all immature little kids. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's people that could have easily gone that route. There's you know and or whichever way they they could have gone because our minds are not um, developed to make those kind of decisions. You know. Yeah, and I feel like, you know what is? I don't want to. I don't want to talk like stuff about our parents. How were they racist or anything? Like that, but I feel like back then, no, 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 no. Back then, you know, they, they racist how they, 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 they knew how to do it, right? And I'm not saying that it, it was in a bad way or anything. Yeah. But it's it's like oh, they just assume, right? A lot of things. It's not like now they parents that they're more. I think. I guess, like, informed about the, you know, the kids, you know, children's psych, where they're, like, careful with certain things or they're more communicative about things. For example, yeah. my uncle, the, he has, uh, have two cousins, you know, so one is nine years old and the other one, she's, um, he's uh, seven. They're young. So the way I see how he talks to them, it's like they're watching a movie, he explains to them everything. He's like, look. Like you say, you know, they, you know, they didn't sit us down and be like, hey, you know, this is, this is fake. You know, you actually don't do that. You're not supposed to be a cheater. All right. Mm-hmm. That's not nice. Eso no de Dios. You know what I mean? Or something, <laughs> you know, but like, like they didn't do that to us. They're just like, oh yeah. You know, if you, if you as a kid had questions and were curious, that's another, another thing. And even if you ask questions, they will still come up with answers that they were not really true. You know what I mean? They will try to deviate it. It's like, oh, how babies are made. Well, you know, a little bird comes in. You know what I mean? So I'm supposed to be more real and truthful and be like, listen, this is how it's done. Like, not so graphic, but you know what I mean? At least, like, so close to the truth. So my uncle, the way he he raises them, like, the way he educates them, I would think, I'm like, wow, like, I never had that, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, my mom didn't, it's not that she raised a, 
a, a, a cualquiera tampoco, you know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah, 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 but I'm yeah. saying like the difference in parenting styles, you know, or yeah. because of back in the days was like, oh no, this is as long as you provide, you know, with food, they have clothes, they have a, a, a place to live and they're, you know, they're fine, they're healthy, you're doing a great job as mm -hmm. opposed to kind of like nurturing and, and other ways, right? Yeah. And, so, and, I, and I think like our parents might have thought like, just because they made the right decisions or just because they didn't let themselves be influenced a certain way without nobody mm -hmm. telling them that we were automatically going to be the same way, which mm -hmm. it, it isn't, you know? And, and I think also just talking about it, it's like growing up, you only have like one TV, you know, in, in your household, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, I think for a lot of parents and I, I could just be assuming a little bit, I'm trying to understand is like, you don't want to let your kid watch cartoons all day because you want to watch your shows too. You know what I mean? Like me, like me right now with my kid, like I come across that sometimes too, where it's like, dang it. Like she's right here. I can't watch this, you know, prison documentaries. You know what I mean? Cause they're so, they're so, it's not too crazy, but it, I guess some people just look mean and that might just, that might scare her, you know? So I'm like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to just play some cartoons or I'll play Hamilton for her. But that's just me knowing like, yo, this is not going to be good because um, when I grew up, maybe that affected me in, in, in one way or another, like curse words and, and all the stuff that we talked about. So I'm, I'm knowingly doing it like, yo, I'm doing it because she's here. You know, I'm not going to watch this TV shows or these music videos in front of my daughter because maybe one she doesn't need to be watching that and two is like do i really want to explain to her what she's watching you know what i mean so it's like it's it's both of both of those things that when your kids are little maybe you you shouldn't be playing that stuff around them because even if you try to explain it to them they're not going to understand um and when they're at a certain age i think it's it's mandatory you got to have that conversation with them because technology everybody has a phone now or or, a, or an ipad so they're going to come across certain things that they're going to need information you know so um kids as as you can you can see when kids are developing to a certain point it's good to give them that information so they know right from wrong you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it, it's, it's crazy too though because you know kids are curious you know like like I remember, I remember being a kid, and like, let's say something bad's about to go on TV. <clears throat> like I remember, like I would get shy, and I myself would want to like leave the living room. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to watch this in front of my parents. You know, I did the same thing. They're they're making out, you know, and then like, you know, sometimes we're watching something, and like, you know, I have a I have a four year old daughter and a one year old son. Which my son, he's playing around. He don't even know what's going on. But my daughter, she's watching, and I'll, I'll like, I'll, like a. Straight up, like, make out scene comes up, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, turn her around, and I'll kind of be like, hey, and she's all, <laughs> she'll be like, what? I'm watching TV, and I'm like, no, no, you can't watch that. And she's like, why not? Why not? And she, like, even wants to watch it more. So <laughs> I'm like, the more you try not to, <clears throat> the more you try, try, um, not, not to let them see stuff like that, it's, it's kind of like when you tell someone not to do something, like, they just want to do it more, you know, they're just curious. So it's kind of like, when it comes to stuff like that, then it's like you have no option but to explain it and be like, hey, you know, it's just a movie. And, you know, to do stuff like that, you got to be you got to be older, you know, blah, blah. And you got to you got to get into that because, um, you know, my son, he's still young, so he doesn't talk to me about stuff like that, obviously. But my daughter, you know, 
weird as a as a man you know like you the conversations and the questions she asked it's so it's so like innocent but it's kind of like like you know they like i think little girls are more um interested in like that fairy tale like um you know marrying a prince and having a fairy tale wedding you know like at a mm-hmm. you realize that at a very young age like girls start thinking like that you know so it's it's one of those things where I find myself like, whoa, like I never thought I had to explain anything like this. Or I, I never thought I had to deal with this. But it's just um, it's just one of those things you go through as, as being a, a dad, a, a girl dad. And then um, <laughs> that, that sounded bad. A dad or a girl? Um, I'm, I'm confusing myself. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, it's like, but it's like you you realize that that's when you start really understanding how how girls think or like the things that they go through you know you're like oh like it, you kind of you kind of start being a more understanding of um you know of, of like you know little girls mentality and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's, it's pretty pretty interesting man it is and I, I and that's a good point that you said i mean there's so many things i could say about you say right now um <laughs> it's just all the parenting style and the communication i feel like us growing up um i, I feel like we kind of grew up maybe in the same kind of scenario uh, i think an environment where you know communicating your feelings were not you know it, it was not as open as it's nowadays right it's kind of like you gotta tough up it's okay like you know we were talking about uh, before it's like everything's gonna be okay you know tomorrow's a new day you know look at the positive side of things you know so mm. feeling sad it was not really an option or something that you should like be you know even embracing right mm-hmm. and i think that what that's one of the things that i have come to realization is that you know, like, I never really, with my mom, it's kind of like, she never said to me, oh, it's going to be okay. But even now, whenever I tell her, oh, I'm a little stressed, she's like, don't use the word stress. And I'm like, but I am, you know? <laughs> she's like, that's a negative word. Like, you just throw it. Because sometimes I know that I, I could throw it out, like, out there, like, nothing. Like, I'll be like, oh, que stress, you know? Like that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. not really stressed. It's just, like, a, a bad habit. So she's like, you can't be saying that. And she's like, and then she starts giving me this whole like speech about like how God is with you, and, and I'm like, I know, like I pray every day. But the thing is, like, that doesn't mean that I cannot feel negative emotions or like mm-hmm. how what society wants to see as negative emotions, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I want to feel a little down, like I'm allowed to feel down. Like, it's it's not gonna make me be um be less of a human being, or it's not gonna make uh look him, you know, make him different be different you know it's just that it's part of who uh, of what i'm feeling and i have mm-hmm. to really acknowledge it as opposed to suppressing it you know yeah and and um what was i gonna say and it doesn't make you weak you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it doesn't make you soft you know like we're living in in times where people want to call people like snowflakes or mm-hmm. or softies or whatever but it's like in in reality like if you're feeling a little down you should be able to be like yo i'm like you're saying i feel a little bit stressed or i feel a little bit down or um sometimes we put ourselves into a certain type of of feelings you know what i mean like sometimes we're cruising in the car and we put sad songs you know we it, mm-hmm. we weren't even sad to begin with you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we like we hit a a song that's like yo this song gets me in my feelings i want to continue to stay in my feelings so let me go look for another sad song but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're going to, like, be depressed and go, you know, cry yourself to sleep. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes it's good to be in your feelings, whether it's, like you said, if it's stress, that's what it is. If it's a little bit of sadness, it is what it is. 
and then you shake it off and then you get back up and going, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I think, I think that the best way to kind of deal with that, and I know like there's a lot of people out there that they're suffering from depression and anxiety and all this stuff. Like there's some stuff that they, you can't like, it's just in your brain, right? It's a, it's a chemical imbalance that you can't really help. Like even if you try, because I have friends that I know that I, I have anxiety, but I know that I can control it and manage it, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have my lavender oil or just like go and exercise and dance. Like I'm good, right? <laughs> but there's other people that need actually medication, you know? And even if they, and, and, and I, I hear a lot of people like, oh, just like take deep breaths or, you know, meditate or do yoga. But sometimes it's more than that. Like I have friends that suffer from anxiety, but they're like, Kim, like I, I try all of these things. I mm-hmm. can't, like, I just can't. And that's when they have to seek therapy and all stuff, which I think it's still a brave thing to do, you know, yeah. to take the step and acknowledge that you have this feeling as opposed to like, you know, guardártelo, quedártelo a ti mismo, you know, mm-hmm. keep it for yourself and not being able to let it out of your system because it's, it's just, it's a lot, you know? No, yeah, and, and I can relate to that, you know, I can relate to that kind of anxiety because, like, there's certain scenarios where I'm not comfortable, you know, like, a lot of people, um, if you would see us, like, like you know, I've said this in our podcast before, if you would see us at the club, or if you see me in the street, or if you see me in, in any scenario like that, I'm, like, confident as hell, that's, like, that's all me, that, that's just what I am, but, like, if I'm at work and I'm going to do, like, a presentation, or, like, or when people hear our podcast, like our podcast, I'm confident as hell. But jumping on here and and you throw something different, it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you know, like the anxiety kicks in because mm-hmm. it's something that I'm not comfortable with, you know. And mm-hmm. and it's crazy that I don't see it coming till it hits. You know what I mean? And it's like, fuck, you know, like how come I couldn't control that? That that's not even something that was like um, too crazy. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. just. It's just like that, that anxiety that, like you're saying, some of your friends have. I have that to a certain extent mm-hmm. till, till you break that ice. You know what I mean? Till, we, till a conversation gets going and then I feel good again. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's weird how that works, mm-hmm. you know, but I can relate to that. And, and there's a lot of people that might not see me to be that kind of person that gets mm-hmm. anxiety or loses like his um, train of thought. You know, but like, like I said, you know, like sometimes I just lose my train of thought and I go blank, you know, so it's crazy how I think anxiety is probably going to be one of the main ones that I deal with. Mm -hmm. And like, and, um, you know, like, I don't know if you heard the episode, but like depression, I have like depression points, like here and there, it's Mm -hmm. not a, it's not a continuous thing. It's just Mm -hmm. like, um, it's not even something that I can like say it happens once a month or it happens, you know. It just happens sometimes throughout the year where I could mm. be like, oh, shit, like I'm dealing with a little bit of depression, you know. So mm. um, and those are new things that we've been identifying as as we're able to talk and able to be like, yo, why do I feel this way or why do I react this way? You know, and all that stuff. So mm. I can relate to a lot of that stuff that um, two years ago, I wouldn't have even known a uh, uh, that it had to deal with some kind of um I don't is that is that part of mental health? Of course, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So and and I know that depression is part of mental health, but like the anxiety, I just don't know where the hell it comes from. You know what I mean? Because even even like what we're talking about, like having conversations, like 
the household that we grew up in, we weren't able to have certain conversations with our parents, you know, because they were re- very religious, you know. So we had to have very, um, very um, polite and respectful and father to parent relationships. And also, we weren't able to have like arguments with our parents, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, we couldn't even release that kind of energy and express ourselves in that way because not only are you disrespecting your parents, but you're going to get your ass beat. You know what I mean? So so maybe that's part of a, a thing that, that I deal with because we didn't grow up in a household where you were able to express yourself the way that you, that you wanted to or even try to figure out what the hell your, your emotions, trying to get it into a communica- communication form, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I see it. And, you know, it can happen to anyone. And like you said, like, it's a lot of people that, you know, you, you see them, you're like, oh, I, don't, I didn't think that you were struggling with that, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's because of the ways that we cope with them and how we suppress them too, you know? Like, you know, for me, that's one of the things where I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I use traveling, I use being busy to suppress certain things, right? And then, like, just recently, I started doing, like, a lot of, especially during the pandemic, because I was faced to just hang up by myself, right? I couldn't travel for work. I couldn't do none of the things I was doing, you know? Then I was like, uh, what am I doing with myself? So how to face my demons, mm-hmm. you know? How to face my demons and and, and, and be like, uh, okay, befriend them and be like, all right, yeah, I nice to meet you, but you can't stay, you know? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah. No, so it's one of those things and, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to to realize that you have those dark the those dark sides mm-hmm. on you you know because no one wants to have a dark side but we all do we yeah. all do and i think it's completely human it's completely normal as long as we don't use i mean we don't we don't keep them like outside let's say in a sense that where we're going to harm other people or ourselves mm-hmm. you know it's okay to feel insecure sometimes it's okay to feel like you know maybe you have some some sort of like codependency or attachment, you know, like that's a, a whole big other monster that I've been reading about attachment styles, right? So all these things, because at the end of the day, it's not only like affecting you, but it's affecting your relationships with other people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm a I'm a big you know advocate about like people you know talking about their 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 emotions. That's why for me, asking how you feeling, like how you doing. It's not just about like saying hello, like you know how people when you see people, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? But people yeah. don't really answer if you think about it. Or like, oh, great, bye. But they don't really put thought into that question, you know. And we don't even put thought into asking the question. It's just like, like what's up? But mm-hmm. they say like what's up, what's up, or they say what's up, like really <laughs> what's up, you know? So, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, and I think I think um, go ahead, smiley, my bad. No, I was gonna say like Tamia, like, like yeah, I think I think what you said is true. Like when people say, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" Like when I show up to when I used to go into work, you know, um, they'll be like, "Hey, how how you doing?" And I'll be like, "Hey, good. How are you?" And then boom, keep it moving. But you know, at the same time, I'm like, I really don't like I, I don't even think about it. That's just my re- it's just a reaction. And mm-hmm. at the, and, and another thought sometimes that comes to my mind. It's kind of like, do you really care how I'm doing? Like, are you just, you mm-hmm. know, like, you're just asking the question. And, and then if I was to, like, actually be like, you know what, man? 
I'm actually a little stressed out right now. I'm going through some things. And, there, you know, sometimes you put people in a, a situation kind of like, like, damn, bro. Like, I didn't really need to hear all this. <laughs> but I just wanted to, I just was trying to be polite, you know. So I, I think know. I think that's one of those insecurities that yeah. that I that I have. Um, I guess I grew up that way that you don't want to ever open your open yourself up too much to someone that doesn't even really care. You know, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like it's just like like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, like and then, you know, and then you open yourself up and then they're like, you know, then they're like, damn, can you then they're going to go around talking like, can you believe this guy? Like he's over here telling me his problems. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, I'm, you know, so I always, you know, I think um I've always had that kind of like a. a barrier like i put up a wall mm-hmm. and like don't let don't let people like really know how what's what's going on in my head what's going on with my feelings or my personal life as it's just a a way to protect myself you know because i think we've all gone through things where you kind of trusted trusted somebody with some information and then they they shared it with other people and then you're like oh damn like that's why i don't share nothing with people man because this is exactly what you guys do like yeah you try to you try to put trust in people and then they they always seem to break it and then and then, and then you know, you you go back to putting this wall back up, and then you're like, okay, I'm never gonna share stuff again. So, it's one of those things that it's like, you know, like like we said, you know, as we as we get older, as we start try to challenge ourselves on on changing these these behaviors, you know, it's just one of those things that it's gonna take a little time to to change these things. And it's the trust issues. I, I gotta admit, I got trust issues, you know. <laughs> we all do. We all do. That sounds like a that sounds like a title of a of a rap album, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, the, the the rap album featuring Flo Kim Flo. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But, um, but yeah, yeah, but that's one of the you know. I guess we didn't really explain in the beginning, but like that's one of the main reasons why we even started our podcast, you know, just to have a conversation about things that that go through our through our minds or experiences we've had that we feel other people might relate to, um, mm-hmm. and, and just just talking about you know culture and society from a Latino point of view, and right away we saw people related to it. They they um, you know just clicked with with what they were feeling, what they're what they've experienced. So that's why we, you know, we kept going. We, you know, we, that's why we're still going. You know, we, we always open up a little more and more with, with the public and let them know certain things we've gone through, why we feel the, the way we feel about certain things, why, um, why we think a certain way about certain things. And it's just, um, I think as, as Latinos, we're, we're very complicated, you know, because, you know, that, that term where it's like, no eres de allá ni de acá, you know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. very, it's very real. So, um, you know, we, we go through a lot of challenges, you know, growing up here in the States, uh, being Latino. So I think it's one of those things that, you know, we felt the culture was missing as far as like a podcast or as far as a platform like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we, that's why we dedicate ourselves to having this conversation that honestly, that I wish I would have, I would have had, or I would have heard when I was a kid, because it's, sure would have helped me a lot you know like mm-hmm. we, we grew up idolizing certain people we grew up looking up to certain people that we believed were a certain way and then you mm-hmm. know now we're all grown up and, and you you see that your idols and your favorite rappers and singers and they, they're all they're completely different people and you're like oh damn like you you guys fooled us man like you guys kind of you know made me you know do a lot of dumb things you know when you guys were you know basically false advertising but i guess that was my fault for believing it but mm-hmm. it's like that's why it's like we want to we kind of took a responsibility upon ourselves to be like 
we're gonna we're gonna have these conversations. We're gonna we're gonna let people know, especially the, the youngsters that are looking for us. Um, a lot of certain experience we have, uh, certain things that we that we've known, and um, that way they can avoid making certain mistakes that we made, or kind of also help build them up as a as as being more confident and stuff. As you know, I think as Latino men, I think um, I think we need that. You know, we need people to to uh, encourage us and to give us that support and let us know it's okay to feel this way it's okay to think this way it's okay to open up and and, and all that stuff because um that's that's when you know people can relate to and be like oh damn like okay like damn this guy knows exactly what i'm going through they know exactly how i feel so it's it's something that i guess i can kind of put my trust in and, and try try changing a few of the bad habits that i have and, and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm yeah, no, no, that, you know, and I appreciate, like, podcasts like yours, because I feel like, like you said, you guys talk about all this, like, real stuff, you know, real life, you know, and people out there, they might be going through something that they think that they're the only ones, they think they may be crazy, but they when hear voices like ours, right, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I'm not alone, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. as opposed to, like, becoming crazy and, and all this stuff, so I, I feel like it's important for us as Latinos to build some sense of community and some sense of a safe space for people to, you know, feel connected to, you know, especially with topics that it involves, you know, um, you know, the mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and your emotional yeah. being, you know, especially nowadays with this pandemic thing that everybody's like all over the place. So no, that's uh, true. But yeah. And, and but I yeah, think, guys. yep. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I was going to say that I think now that a lot more Latino podcasts are, are coming out and, and sharing their personal stories and, and, you know, the way that they grew up and their perspectives. I think, you know, in five years, we're going to see a whole different um, change in the culture, a positive Mm -hmm. change, you know, because we're able to have the discussions, conversations, um, put our, put our um, emotions and thoughts and perspectives out there for people to, you know, take what they can relate to, what they can, uh, apply to their lives and and all that good stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward for the next you know the future for the Latinos for the for the culture. I think we're heading in a in a dope direction. So definitely dope for sure for sure. But anyway, guys, I I I know it's your past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could be like talking for hours. Honestly, like I would love to have you back. You know, at some point. And, you know, we can just talk about other stuff, you know, because you, you, you were mentioning some some good topics. And I'm like, oh, oh, we can talk about that too. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, I am super excited for this, Chisme. I think we had an amazing <laughs> conversation. I don't know how you guys feel, but I am very grateful that you guys joined me today. And, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to your next episodes. And I'm glad that you guys spent your birthday, well, part of your birthday, you know, recording this. <laughs> definitely, definitely. This was dope. We appreciate it. And, um, and yeah, we're definitely going to work with each other in the future, man. And, you know, hopefully um, as we get our schedules um, cleared up and hopefully you can um, jump on our podcast in the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll be honored. Uh, definitely. Yo, we, you know, I, I appreciate you inviting us over. It's always um, a good experience to kind of, um, you know, have a conversation with, um, with, you know, with someone that has a different platform, a different point of view, different experience. So it kind of, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a, it's a good thing for, for our platforms to, to collab 
and and let people know that you know we're all out here. You know we're we're in the Midwest, you're in the East Coast, and you know people from the West Coast rock with us too. So I think <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's dope to network and and see and, and let's get this Latino podcast game popping, man. Sure. Support, supporting each other always, always. But um, yeah. so I'm going to get you know all the information for your podcast or your handles. I know it's a on Instagram. They can follow you at Pura Cultura Podcast, right? Right. Yep. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys want to add anything, like any other platforms that you guys want to be followed. Um, Pura Cultura Podcast on Instagram. Also, we have Latino Happy Hour. Follow it on Instagram, and then just click the links, and they'll take you to the podcast. Yep. Cool. Alrighty. So thank you so much once again, and I will talk to you guys soon. Okay? Oh, hey, cheese man, that matters, man. This is dope. Cheese man, appreciate this is, it. This is really a good cheese man. <laughs> dope. Okay, bye bye. I had so much fun recording this cheese man with Smiley and Lacey. Thank you guys so much for the fun times, the good talk, the good cheese man. Honestly, I I really really had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so we were just talking about like embracing our latino culture and how it was to grow up and i'm sure a lot of you can relate so i hope you all enjoy it. and with that being said i hope you have an amazing rest of the week surround yourself with good vibes wear your mask and be authentic i will talk to you guys next week ciao